0: Greetings and welcome back, everyone, to Let's Talk About Star Wars. I'm Garrett, here as always, with Jenny Josephson and Tom Merritt. Welcome back, you two. We've got a lot to talk about and a short amount of time to talk about it today. Disney Plus has launched, taken the world by storm, and no one can stop spoiling Yoda babies. On social media.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is the most spoilery thing that I have seen on social media. I I've done a couple of tweets where I've, I've attempted to dance uh, widely around it, uh, but it's it's difficult. It's out there. It's got a huge it was a trending hashtag. Oh, yeah, on Friday.
0: And it's it in and, and recently I will say on Twitter, it's pretty rare to click on trending and it not to just be people asking why a thing is trending. That was the first mm. trending I've clicked <laughs> on in a while where it was actually a relevant conversation to the hashtag. Uh so that was nice. Um yeah, we're here to talk about the Mandalorian. And at the time of recording this, both episodes one and two have released. So we're going to do a bit of a recap and impressions conversation about the first two episodes. So I guess just let's kick this off with how are you feeling? And I'm going to throw to you first, Jenny, like what are your overall thoughts on just the Mandalorian as a, as a series right here, you know, only less than two hours into it.
2: So I think I have to say that Dave Filoni, Josephson rules apply, Mm. which is every Dave Filoni launched series starts very simple And it gets deceptively and deceptively more complicated and more in-depth and more rewarding as the series goes on. Like that was that way for Clone Wars. It was that way for Rebels. But in that universe, there is a price to be paid, which is the first episode, and I'm dealing mostly with the first episode, is very simple, almost to the point of possible boredom. And I get it. Like my overall take is like, stylistically it's perfect right but there was something missing for me and it started to fill in in the way that I had hoped in episode two but like the first episode left me cold for a number of reasons that we can like specifically dive into but overall I I approach with cautious potential optimism but I have a lot of disclaimers
1: well, it's a good point about the, any Felony influenced series, right? I mean, Filoni's not directing this, but he has a he has a big hand in it uh, from from what I can tell. And I actually like Star Wars Resistance this season. <laughs> like, I'm I'm enjoying watching the shows. I'm not falling three weeks behind, and that's because of exactly what you're saying, Jenny. The complexity has started to improve, and we've started to get uh, you know better plot lines. What I think is different with the Mandalorian is John Favaro. So you're not. You're not dealing with a kid's show. You're dealing with an adult show. You've got the John Favreau aesthetic. And so there's a lot to enjoy if you like that sort of thing, which I guess is true of Resistance and Clone Wars and Rebels too. But uh, if you like the slow moving, not speaking Western spaghetti, Western style, you're over the moon about this. Uh, And I have a few friends like that. If you're, Like, that's fine to that kind of style. Then that first episode really is slow. And in fact, mutual friend of ours, Jenny, whose initials involve W and M, uh, (laughs) didn't finish the first episode. And so I spoiled the end for her to be like, yeah, but you get a baby Yoda the end. and she's like, Oh, maybe I will suffer through then because yeah, you need that. You, a lot of people need that to to pull you through. And that does seem to be the unifying factor that the entire world has rallied around. I mean, I saw tweets saying no matter what our differences, we can all agree on baby
0: Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I've been saying this to, to a lot of people like my stream, my real life friends, people like, Hey, Uh, You're the Star Wars nerd. What do you think of The Mandalorian? And uh, I always preface it with, if you are not aware, I would like to reiterate that I like most of the new Star Wars stuff uh, a lot. I like Force Awakens. Solo was like a movie that I felt was made for me, for me alone and no one else. And I understand why no one else likes it. And I'm just sitting here going, I don't care. I got my perfect movie. Um, So take that into account when I say that I think The Mandalorian, just these two episodes, is my favorite thing to come out of Disney-owned Star Wars uh, mm. because I like the slowness. I've I've come out of these two episodes going the gall of uh, everyone involved in this show to have the first two episodes be so freaking weird. The weird <laughs> is back in Star Wars. Like, that's where it went. It It all went to The Mandalorian. I can't get over how completely oddball a uh, large stretches of this show have been that this is how they're kicking it off with, with blurg taming and Jawa brawling. Like I I'm so floored and I love it. And I, I'm surprised that the feedback from the internet is as positive as it is. Cause I was watching these first episodes going, I love this and the world is going to hate it. Uh, but it appears to not be the case. I guess everyone seems to be more or less happy with it. Um, but uh, the funny thing, the, the interesting thing now that we're talking about it, uh, Jenny, is you're not wrong at all. I just hadn't thought about it through that lens of you're right. This is kind of how Filoni does things. It's just that I think the live actionness of it and the quality of the sets and the costuming and probably the greatest soundtrack, I think, since OG Star Wars in terms of uh, taking a risk and surprising me uh, with, you know, what it kind of did for sci-fi. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of over the moon. So the the slowness didn't really stick out to me as a felonism, even though you're, I think you're dead, you're dead on the money. You're dead on the money. I just, I, I'm i sitting here drinking it in though. I, I re- Part of what I really like about these first two episodes is the, the, bravery to be so silent for so long like there there's like it feels like a third of each of these ep- of these two episodes is damn near a silent movie uh and i really like that so yeah i'm just i guess i guess i fall more in the tom's camp of if you're into that 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 western vibe you're probably eating this up and, and, and i guess here i am uh put, put it fill my bowl with it and give me a spoon
1: Yeah, there may may be some like like some people fast forward through car chases, uh, which causes people who like car chases to, you know, die of anger. Uh, Some people may fast forward through the gunfights in this uh, because there are long gunfights in both episodes so far. But there's also a lot of nostalgia play that is done in a different way then the force awakens nostalgia play and i hear jenny i hear jenny that was a sigh that. that was an agreeing
2: yeah. sigh
1: so you have the you know you have the eating of the, of the uh, of the little guy whose name i can never remember from return of the jedi you have the kowaki lizard yeah you've got uh, what i assume are non-tatooinean jawas unless we're on tatooine but they're you know different jawas but it's all the familiar sandcrawler and Wuttidi and all all of that, but in a different context. I I think for people who didn't like the nostalgia plays in Force Awakens and to some extent Last Jedi and Solo and Rogue One, this is a refreshing way of doing it. But maybe if you did like that, this isn't the way. What 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 are you thinking, Jenny?
2: Deep sigh here. So the so this I will say that look every property in existence, let alone in Star Wars, is uniquely derivative, right? So mm-hmm. when I talk about this, I really want to talk about it on a spectrum of there's a perfect middle balance, like the middle of the force there. There's horrifically nostalgic to the point it's like five friends on an island who haven't actually hung out in 20 years and all they could talk about is old things they used to do, right? Like, and there's no new information. And then on the other side, on the, the best side, there is perfectly balanced between reference and using things we've seen before, but also doing it in a different way and in a way that's additive. So episode one, this and when I think of episode one, I think pilots are just inherently unfair because even if they've already signed on to a full season, the full weight of 75 levels of executive notes from the very top all the way on down really tend to crush the life out of almost every pilot. So I can sort of see in the pilot, like everybody's notes. And so in some senses, it's almost like, I have to remind myself to cancel out a lot of stuff because I thought the nostalgia in the first one was just like oh god okay the thing comes out and it says oh ooh, da, 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 which i thought was like a job of the hut language but I guess it's like a universal doorbell language <laughs> um, the ring doorbell yes latest be crumb is being eaten ha ha like it didn't add anything to me but episode two the child all of a sudden worked inside a part of the sandcrawler we didn't see before the sandcrawler is being utilized in a way we didn't see before the thing we all know is coming from the child is referenced in a way that that we all get to appreciate it but the mandalorian has no clue what's going on so like that episode trended way closer to my preferred like Mm. it's familiar but they're doing more with it whereas in the first one it was just like Nostalgia note, nostalgia note, nostalgia note. And, and, and then weirdly, they're writing sperms with legs. Like it was very, the first one was very much what I didn't like. And the second one with blips of things that were cool. And the second one was way more in the direction that I hope that they will trend.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting to think about that, that chapter one, having the nostalgia notes that aren't essential to the plot. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you don't need to see the 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 What's his name? The roasted guy, uh, Salacious from. Yeah, it's a kowachulish yeah. monkey Crumb.
0: lizard, is the race.
1: Yeah, uh, you don't need to see that. But it's almost like it's a flag to the to the folks who didn't like nostalgia before to say, "Don't worry, we're roasting the nostalgia over here." And if you did like the nostalgia, I could see taking that as like, "Okay, that's just gratuitous." You I don't mean, need to I, do I, that.
0: I just looked at like the, the monkey lizard part is like, you wanted just some table setting of weird things that people eat in this market, so why not use a, a, an alien we've already seen before? It didn't rub me the wrong way, the same as the two Cantina dudes showing up in Rogue One for no reason whatsoever and just completely taking me out of that market sequence like that to me is the worst most egregious form of, of nostalgia and fan service like I hate well that's it a failure to use the nostalgia
1: right yeah. like that's it whereas the, the monkey lizard is, is not it's just scene setting it's not moving the plot right with with Rogue One it's what texture. you're talking about
0: was supposed to move the story along but did it I don't know I, I would argue no but I mean yeah. I, to me I just kind of look at the monkey lizard thing as like whatever it's texture it's scene building
1: look at my
0: They will trade all the parts for the best car. I'm not going to trade anything. These are my
1: parts. They stole them from me.
0: You understand this? I agree with everything you said about episode two because it's like. Oh, okay, we're going back to Jabba's. Oh, God, we're disintegrating them. Oh, they stole your shit. Oh, you're chasing it down and jumping on it, and suddenly I'm watching a sandcrawler recreation of the tank fight scene from the end of The Last Crusade, but it's bigger and more absurd than I've ever seen before. But it's also like a little bit like a pirate ship attack because they're opening hatches, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, there was elements of laugh-in with them popping their heads out. Yeah, that's what I really like is this kind of... uh, this deeper dive into things that were almost throwaway, the, the from where we know them from. Cause in a new hope, it's like, Oh, they're Jawas, you know, they steal crap, but we, they're, they're, it's a mobile flea market. We can need a droid that showed up. We buy it. And in the back of my head is like a fan. I was always thinking, and Jawas are probably kind of jerks. They probably steal your junk. You gotta go buy it back. And so that's exactly what I got here. Like Jawas are, they kind of suck. They're kind of jerks yeah. to the locals. Yeah, and I are. love that we see the Mandalorian like try and take things into his own hands and it doesn't work out because he's just outnumbered and the Jabas are overguarded.
2: And in terms of the Mandalorian and then I do want to reserve, I'd like to reserve at least seven minutes to freak out about Baby Yoda. So let's just budget <laughs> yeah, yeah, it you're in. Right. We got to do the one thing that is good about the Mandalorian is look, this is an impossible task. The guy is never supposed to take his helmet off. And obviously whenever the helmet is off, it's going to be some big drama reveal. Right. But like, there's a lot that they don't get to do and a lot that they don't get to utilize. Like there's only so many planes in which you could tilt your head. Right. So the, the, the way they, first of all, they, literally always have to have a Xander around him like and they always have to have someone he's reacting to because that and that person is the one who's doing like so much of the work because the voice of the Mandalorian like weirdly I'm so used to Kevin Kidd from from uh Rebels being in there with that deep voice behind the mask like Pedro uh, Pascal's voice like is not to me a perfect match behind that mask, and not. it's like either he doesn't speak at all, which is fine by me, or he should have the mask off. But like when he speaks behind the mask, there's like a weird I can't pin it down a weird cognitive dissonance where I'm just like, This just sounds like a guy at my bar. Um, like it doesn't <laughs> sound like how I perceive a Mandalorian to sound, which I is weird, but course. yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, could you play our panel man? Like it, it just. Is not quite right, but then you give him absurd, so it's all about you can't see it in his face, it's all about what he has to do. So you're right, Garrett. the way that 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 they've made him like a little pathetic and alone. Right. Like he's supposed to be this badass and he does have a lot of badass qualities, but they're not afraid of sort of shying away from like this is also kind of like the guy who fixes your your plumbing and his butt crack is sticking out. Like well, it's he's not he's, all glamorous. Yeah, he's he's
0: he's he's a blue collar, like essentially, like He's a worker. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's Ghostbusters. It's not like, like, that's yeah. what I was like about Ghostbusters. Like they're there to do a job. They've got the jumpsuits. You hire them. Yeah. It's crazy what they do, but they're just, uh, they, they would be cab drivers if this wasn't yeah. what they were they're doing. Clocking in, clocking um, out. And so, yeah, I've again, I really, first of all, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I like Pedro Pascal a lot. And I actually kind of like, I like that it's a kind of unremarkable voice because I feel like we're flipping. We're almost going to war with Boba Fett at this point because I, I love Boba Fett, had all the action figures when I was a kid, was obsessed. But the older I get, the more and more I'm like, man, Boba Fett is overrated. Not that cool of a character, goes out like a chump. Why are we so obsessed? It's just because he looks cool. And so I like that we kind of have this really normal voice to The Mandalorian. I kind of like that. But overall, I'm really happy that the dude isn't perfect because the, the opening scene, which I think sets the tone for the series really well, but that cantina scene, I was a little worried that the Mandalorian was going to be too good at his job, like right mm-hmm. out the get go. Like, we're just like, oh, come on. I want to watch. I want to watch Batman fall through the ice when he's learning how to fight. <laughs> and I don't want I, I don't want to get right into just badass Batman, because then where do you go from there? There's no growth. And yeah, he, he manages that bar fight really well. But shortly after that, we realize that he's kind of a less charming Indiana Jones. Because Indiana Jones's superpower is he gets back up. He's not a good fighter. He gets his ass kicked constantly. But the reason Indiana Jones is heroic is he gets back up again, even though his nose is bleeding, or he definitely just mm-hmm. broke two mm-hmm. ribs. I like that a lot here. And also, like we've got hardcore video game progression. Because in the first episode, he gets a new piece of gear in his, uh, his shiny new pauldron. And also, that is the kind of thing that just resonates with me. Hardcore. So we're going to watch him go from a literal rust bucket soldier to an armor clad proper Mandalorian killing machine and I am here for that journey
1: side note do we think John Favreau might have expressive agnosia because it's not the first time Jenny that I've heard someone talk about the fact that you can't see facial expressions from the Mandalorian and that was the whole criticism with Lion King
2: mm. Interesting. (laughs) Well, also, it's a helmet. (laughs) I mean, but, they you know, it's funny because, like, look, there's also Iron Man and they solved that problem really well. Right. Sure. Like they found a way to make Iron Man both impassive and also you did not lose Robert Downey Jr.'s expressiveness within the battle scenes. And so that was a choice there.
1: This was gathered in the Great Purge. It is good it is back with the tribe. Yes. A pauldron would be in order. Has your signet been revealed?
0: Not yet.
2: Soon. Again, I just like I'm making my, I'm having flowny trust patience. I'm just leaving it at that. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Like, I don't want to skip over like the iron, which I think is a good thing. And I'm curious about the signet. Like, how is it revealed? Like, I don't understand. And that there's like little orphans all over the place and the, the extra drippings of the best car helps them. Like, all of this feels good. Like, this doesn't feel bad. It just was like laid out in a very almost over on the nose way in the pilot, which is what pilots have to do.
1: Well, it's spaghetti Western. Yeah, it's 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 long shots, low dialogue, gunfights in action. It never dragged. Did you ever think it dragged or Mm -hmm. was it just that there wasn't anything happening? Do you know, like there's a difference between those two. Very little happens in chapter one. Yeah. But it never drags. It's always like moving from one thing not happening to another, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. And and Werner Herzog is great. And I love the dirty stormtroopers and like. Like, the the sense that everybody's just adrift is great. Like, it's all there. It just wasn't there until, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, because my until... I
1: mean, is, I have a little rant about the yeah. commodification of carbonite. Uh, you know, it's just really, it doesn't have the specialness it used to have now that anybody can do it. But, anyway. uh, you know, I could hold that. I can That was that about
0: my late. only minor gripe with this. I was like, ah, oh, I know Boba Fett has did it in the past quite a few years ago now, but I, I liked that it was a test thing and i I kind mean of,
1: you used to have to go to bespin to do your carbonite
0: freezing right now anybody can do now it they just time. got just, a, uh, yeah. a carbonite nespresso built in there's their, no craft to it anymore yeah built into their ship yeah 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 i'm i don't know i'm interested in all this i the, the, to me the tribe like the mandalorian tribe surprised me i wasn't expecting to go there it did feel almost a little forced all right here's the tribe go but at the same time, also like if I look at it through the lens of a spaghetti western, it's almost like visiting, I don't know, like the local the village. doctor. Like the yeah. local yeah. doctor with the kids. Totally. You, you gotta save the kids.
2: Also, uh, like, shit, yeah. we gotta get a girl in there somehow. <laughs> like, well, well, okay, she'll be the ironsmith.
0: I, I would I would say, well, we know one like a major leading yeah, lady coming. is coming. They're Although coming. is she or is she gonna end up like IG Eleven, who we thought was gonna be a main character and dies at the end of the first episode? Yeah. I,
2: I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I just want to say one thing. So I was at Galaxy's Edge the other day from a birthday and up in the corner i don't know if they did this before ig11 is up in the top corner of of the antiquities den
0: is it specifically ig11 or is it just well i don't know but
2: it's pretty beat up it's It's an ig unit yeah Yeah. it's an ig unit just sitting up there and i wish i could remember whether it had been there before but like how would i have known it's just this extra droid sitting Mm. there i took a picture of it in galaxy's edge up on the top level there of the the place where you um Buy all the stuff. Man, <laughs> short,
0: don't buy the loath cat. Oh, don't does. buy the loath cat. <laughs> it does have a bandolier. I don't know. Mm,
2: might be. I might know. Be. I know.
1: This is what was causing all the fuss. I think it's a child. It is better to deliver it alive
2: then. Okay. C- c- can we talk about the baby? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk must. about the damn baby.
0: So I rolled out of bed the day Disney Plus. Went up and had this spoiled for me. Uh, and then I complained about it to my buddy who had already watched it. And he's like, oh, don't worry. It's not that big of a plot point. And I get to the end. I'm like, it's literally the end of the episode. Somebody spoiled the end of the first episode for me. So I was a little grumpy about that. But other than that negativity, which is very personal, I'm all about this. And I don't know where it's going but i'm super into uh, i guess we're just calling it the child because yoda's species has never been given an official name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we've only ever seen two of them we've seen yoda yeah. and yaddle I mean, uh,
1: does it does it mean it's yoda and yaddle's baby or is are there others out there i don't i don't know
0: i i, I don't know. i'm going to be so mad if we have to uh, roll back out the whole uh, jedi sex scandal into another <laughs> damn Thing of Star Wars no i I'm going to go with this as no relation to Yoda no and, relation and the species is just very strong with the force I'm it just saying sense. it's fifty years
1: old, according to the show, which you know puts just it makes, back puts it back yeah. in phantom Menace times
0: I, I, um. I refuse I will rail against this until <laughs> it is confirmed, and I am forced to accept it. <laughs>
2: I mean, don't make me sing Yoda and Yaddle sitting in a tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Why? I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so, okay. So, first of all, the reveal of the kid was great. The sure. kid steals the entire second episode. I mean, appropriate because it's called The Child. Um, uh, uh, we didn't talk about Nick Nolte, who's in both of these, uh, yeah, who's and, doing a yeah. great job as a sort of like a very um sage ugnat the and tallest
0: Ugnat we've ever seen,
2: tallest ugnat we've ever seen, and also just like like is a good grounding thing, and he, he gives the Mandalorian desperately something to bounce off of right um and i i I really do like that the the child the the little um non differentiated species that is related to Yoda. Uh he doesn't talk either. So we've got two characters that don't talk but still relate. I, and th- that's where it starts to get great.
0: I I love that so much. I I I really like the willingness for this show to just let moments breathe without talking. Um I'm I'm so that that whole campfire scene where he's just like reminds me of Predator in the first Predator in the tree doing self triage but it's the Mandalorian and He's just clearly not picking up that this this thing is force sensitive and trying to force heal him or whatever he was trying mm-hmm. to do, and uh, I just loved everything about it. And also, just the the puppetry on this little baby mm-hmm. Yoda thing—it's so mm-hmm. good. And also, like that—I just kind of want to lay that compliment across both both episodes here. Like, there's a return to the old. It, it feels almost even more authentic than what we see in Force Awakens and and Last Jedi. Like the puppetry in that is almost too good. There's a little bit of jank to the, mm-hmm. to the, the the way these, especially the blurg, the blurg in both episodes, the way they move feels so, so old school Star Wars to me. Um, I don't care if it's a reference to those god awful live action Ewok films. Like, I really like the, I really like the blurg.
2: Also, Baby Yoda looks like my dog, so I'm lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god,
0: yeah.
1: Lost. I think, probably i mean the the little like getting out of his his bed and and trying to force heal the mandalorian was pretty great but the moment when the mandalorian jumps onto the sandcrawler and you think, well, wait a minute, you left the the baby behind and then you see, oh, no, it's still, you know, auto following.
2: That baby goes to 88. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, OK, that's pretty great. What's that? speed limit they they could have just hand waved that and never shown it. And then when he was done, he's back with the baby. Right. A lot of shows would have done that. It would have been perfectly fine. I love that. They're like, no, no, we're going to make a point of showing you that this baby is whizzing along at eighty miles an hour behind the <laughs> And It's just
0: like completely <laughs> un, unaffected by it. Just this cal- the calmest look on its face yeah uh, it's 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 so good but um you know by the time we get to the rhino fight and the reveal of the 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 force capabilities of of what we're calling the child uh i'm just i'm so into it and the way it handled it. like we all know where it's going but again it let it breathe It let us get to there it let it let the mandalorian go on the journey of fig of piecing this together um and i i, I liked that quite a bit So, you know, here we are, you know, waiting for for chapter three, you know, this this coming Friday. Uh, Here's what I want to ask you to the one question I want batted around before we end this episode. There's no way the Mandalorian just gives up this kid, right?
1: I mean, he's a bounty hunter that has shown to be like perfectly fine with his bounty hunter ways within the rules, right? He's, he's, he's bent the rules a little bit with the child already, but does he break them? I, I think he might not break them, but then regret it or events happen that allow him to reunite with the child. It does. I don't know. I don't know. I, Episode- I really don't know where they're going with the child because the child's too young to be a sidekick, really, at this point. I think. I don't know, but maybe it's not.
0: Episode two I- felt like a lot of in- endearment building between the yes. Mandalorian and the child.
2: Petting yeah, the for sure. Yoda.
0: For sure. What about petting the Yoda?
2: instead of petting the dog, which is a classic movie trick of like making you like a otherwise bad character early. It's like pet the Yoda. Mm -hmm. Like they, they took every opportunity to break your heart and show you that the Mandalorian is definitely interested in this kid. So I'm sure there will be a moral quandary episode or two. He may give up that kid and then try to get him back when he realizes like what he's done or something like that makes sense. There's some arc, but like, a whole what they say, a container full of Beskar for this kid is like right. mm.
1: Although a container full of Beskar solves all of his armor right. issues at once. So that he's not getting that container. That's think, right. Yeah. Why he won't get it could be a double cross, could be because he doesn't give the child up, could be because the child is taken from him before he can get return it in. I
2: don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. There's Uh-oh. lots of yeah,
0: you could also just hand in the child, get your best car, have all your armor crafted, and then walk right back into the room and just murder everyone because you now have full best <laughs> best car armor, <laughs> and that's the end of the series. Uh, no, it actually makes
1: sense to me. What they? They've really been hammering home that everybody is after this child, so him losing control of the child seems like a pretty
0: reasonable plot twist, plot turn, not even mm-hmm. twist. Yeah,
1: that's
0: uh, yeah that. Certainly would make the most sense to be the turn in in episode three or maybe even episode four. I'm not not too sure, but but yeah. Um, Suga, Suga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, la- last thing, um, how do we feel about Werner Herzog just being the best thing ever?
1: Great, just chewing just scenery. Werner Herzog,
0: great thing or greatest thing ever?
2: <laughs> what a- I would say the best thing.
0: <laughs> so. I just want to know more about him and his weird little contingent of dirty stormtroopers. And what I'm assuming is you- as an imperial science officer. We never saw. It. Sir, it looks like there's a patch on that right shoulder, but we never got a clear shot of it. I'm assuming it's mm-hmm. the imperial science officer. In and Syria.
2: he 100% looks like a former regional governor, Werner Herzog. Like, yeah, he looks more just, pol- like,
0: political than political. military. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. I, I 100% think that he is uh, a, a regional, you know, like uh, governor and that was his contingent of sword troopers. That was the science guy. It's like very, that's another very Lothalian thing. It's like that guy was in charge of his own universe, you know?
0: And he was right. king of his very small, you know, planet castle.
2: Planets, the- by the way, we never learned the name of. I
0: like that.
2: Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm happy with that because it's not... You know, it's not putting a this badge like, okay, now I have to remember this name and how is it different and and it's like, no, you know what? You're just on a planet. I don't know, it could okay. be a planet, you know, could might not be. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's, we're it's, gonna so focus far, on the story.
0: There was space travel, but outside of the the snow planet, the meeting with the client, which is Herzog's only known alias at this time, uh, and and uh, the desert planet that we go and meet the the child on, like you might as well all be on the same planet, like this. Again, the kind of the Western vibe. It's they're both sure. basically arid desert climates. So just replace your horse travel with space mm-hmm. travel and your wagon still broke down because Jawas. So always oh, the you've died of Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah, I think we're going to kind of wrap this conversation here and we will be doing our very best to get Mandalorian episodes out to you weekly until uh, season one is wrapped, but you know holidays and whatnot around the corner, so please bear with us as our schedules fight against our desire to talk about the show week to week. Um, If you like this podcast and you would like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash letstalkaboutstarwars. You can also write into the show at feedback at letstalkaboutstarwars.com. We would love to get your emails in, and once we're done and uh, doing week-to-week Mandalorian episodes, we'll definitely be getting back to our feedback episodes and cracking that inbox open. So send it all in, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it before we leave jenny josephson where can everyone find you
2: jenny j at 23 at twitter j-e-n-n-i-e j no i don't know i don't even know anything just find me you know where i am
0: <laughs> i'm gonna go at jenny j 23 on twitter Thanks. there you go that's that is your twitter handle uh tom merritt what about yourself
1: tom merritt.com for all the things that i do including let's talk about star wars
0: I'm Garrett Art on Twitter, AMOVE.TV. For everything else, this show included, we will be back next week to talk about Episode 3 of The Mandalorian. But until then, may the Force be with you.
2: Always. I have spoken.
0: Initiate self-destruct.
1: Do not self-destruct. Grief Karga is one of the most Star Warsy names of the Star Warsy names in the universe.
0: It, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a name I considered for my Star Wars character for our tabletop campaign. Uh, at some point, while see that. We we're rolling a bunch of Star Wars random name generators. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that came up. We haven't met that many named characters, though. I think we've got a like a, a total of two so far. Like, whoever his bounty was, which I don't remember the name of, uh, Nick alien, Oh, and Grief cargo, so I think we've got three. I think we have three actually named characters so far. Right,
1: because Mandalorian, we don't know a name for yet, right? Correct,
0: we just, yeah, Mando, which when the first character said Mando, I was like, is that a slur? But then everyone else started calling him Mando, and I'm like, okay, cool
1: but is he mando or is that like a nickname oh it's just a
0: nickname like a short shortened for mandalorian name yeah Yeah. because when the thug in the cantina calls him that like i said i kind of originally took it as like a slur towards mandalorians Mm -hmm. but then uh nick nolte alien called him mando as well so i think it's just a a short like like bucket (laughs) head yeah (laughs) yeah except maybe not as inherently mean yeah